Hey guys, welcome to Cult Film and Review, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we are finally talking about the death of John Carpenter's career, because we're talking about Ghost of Mars. So let's start the show. 200, baby. Woo! Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. We will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got one to do. Shout, shout out. out. So make sure you stick around for that. Then uh, head over to our website, cultfilmandreview.com. And check out all of our fun stuff there. Pick up a t-shirt while you're there, too. Uh, check out our YouTube page. Subscribe, like, comment. Tonight is our 200th episode. And as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wilbrick. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hello, everyone. For our 200th episode, we decided as a group to finally tackle John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars. This is another uh, pinnacle moment. On our 100th, we did uh, Escape from New York with John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. And now on our 200th, we're doing another John Carpenter movie. We yeah. did one of his... And oddly linked. These movies yeah. are oddly linked. At, and at this rate, we'll be finished with his catalog by like 2027. We're hoping. <laughs> we're almost there. We're almost there. And then we can finally be free. <laughs> Cody, said, Cody said we can't quit the podcast until we do all of John Carpenter. I also shit. think it's weird that like this comes off of like Hackers, which is like another film. Like if we talked about two films on this show more, it's probably Hackers and Ghost of Mars. Oh, yeah, that's true. This like, is another it's like an inside the, joke, the jabby film. inside yeah. joke that we use. Well, this is I was explaining this to Chris earlier. I was like, "Well, you know, it's it's one of those movies where I think like we've been talking about it for so long on the show, like it's become funnier in my head than it, and and like bad than it actually is because it's really just bad. <laughs> it's just." Really bad. You thought you were getting a so, so bad, bad it's good, but you just got a so bad. Is yeah, how you feel. <laughs> yeah, giving you <laughs> so bad it's long. I mean, we I don't <laughs> give it away. Right? I'm giving it away early in the 200. Okay. They sure are. I, I mean, I mean, yeah. It's oh, also that's... our shortest episode. <laughs> we're done for tonight. Thank yeah. you. 200 seconds. Well, <laughs> seconds is exactly how long. 2001. I mean, where were you in 2001? I mean, where was John Carpenter? He well, was. He was probably he was I mean I was just get deep dude. Yeah. Where were you? Are you talking I, I about was, like I metaphysically? Was 21. <laughs> I just turned able to drink alcohol and he was still a famous person. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Mike. Well said. I, I we were working at the video store. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And and I always thought, man, that cover art actually looks pretty cool. Like I wonder what that's about. But then people kept telling me how like bad this movie was, and so it kept me away from it. Sorry, I know we didn't get to this point. I know yet, I was gonna but... say we told Chris we could host one live show, and he's just like yeah. took host to the max. <laughs> he just when we got done with Pink it's Flamingos, transcending all things we do. We yeah. when we got done with Pink Flamingos, which we're done with <laughs> now, like, and by the way, sold out. It's like um, the pirate that took over crowd. Captain Phillips' ship. Yeah. I'm the captain I'm the, now. Look at me. I know look Kyle at me, Cody. Usually goes <laughs> I'm <first>. the captain. <laughs> 
Kyle usually goes first on this. Yeah. On what? About if you if you when, when, was, when, the first... when was the first time you yeah. encountered this film? I'll tell you. Or have you, you seen it before? <laughs> I'll go. You know, since Chris has taken over as the host, I'll go next. Um, I remember exactly the bus from the video store, and I got it from the video store. I didn't see it in theaters. Um, I don't think I was like. At that point, I was still pretty new in film, so I don't think I, I I knew who John Carpenter was, but I didn't know who John Carpenter was. You know what I mean? So to me, it was just like, okay, I know vampires, mm-hmm. so let's go watch this movie. And I watched it and was like, okay. <laughs> but you knew Halloween, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you know what I mean? But as far as like other movies, you, I didn't make the connection yet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in... I was still in the infancy of my my love for film, mm-hmm. and then when I scrolled, and this is a very early impression of John Carpenter for me, and it was okay. not a good one. Oh, hmm. interesting. Hmm. Huh. Kyle, uh, what are we asking the question? First time, first you, time saw you saw it, Ghost of Mars. I don't actually remember. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't remember the not first shocked. time. It was, uh, I mean, it was around the time this came out. Uh, my brother Ryan was working, also working. I think, I think he might have been at the movie theater when this came out, mm-hmm. but. Um, I had seen most of John Carpenter's films up to this point, and I distinctly ha- remember having like a real affinity for vampires. And I just I remember watching this and thinking like, huh, like that was it. I didn't walk away with it being like, wow, because like vampires, there was like the 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 whole intro, the nest scene, and that was really cool. The music was iconic; it had that cool. So I was expecting a lot of that, and there was just so many elements this movie that are just a little off from John Carpenter that I think I don't really think I connected the dots. I think I connected it more with it's an ice cube film. Yeah. You know, <laughs> than a John Carpenter movie. Mike? Um, I, I saw it in theaters. Um, of course, dude, this guy saw everything in theaters. <sighs> but <laughs> time, thing, time to be alive. The thing about this film, while I was watching it, like the whole time I'm like, like, Wait a second. I thought this was like way early. Like I thought I had seen this movie earlier because I don't remember having recalling it and saying, "Holy fucking shit, this film is bad." So I was like, "Where the f- I had to have been smart enough at age 21 to be like, this is terrible and I'm always going to remember how bad this film is." <laughs> but like I don't. Like, like so I remember much- seeing it on cable a few times more. I guess in my mind, I thought I saw it as a film that I saw maybe when I was like thirteen. Gotcha. And and just was like, oh, this is pretty fucking cool. And then like saw it later on in life and be like, this is terrible. But in, but instead, I'm like, wait, no, I'm 21 when I see this film. Like, why don't I have like deep hatred for it? <laughs> like, why don't I have maybe like, it's this just feeling? I loved uh, Big Trouble in Little China so much. I know why I went to go see this film. Yeah, is because I was a John Carpenter fan. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like you saw it and you were disappointed, but it's like we don't talk about it. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, like it was a buried, gonna, like it was yeah, a buried like, memory. Well, that you know, he, yeah, everybody's entitled to a couple duds, okay, man. Like, you know, you kind of like justify it in your head and just forget that he ever made that this film. Is like, I mean, if this you're, is like a follow up dud, though. Yeah, if, yeah, if I'm sure being is. if I'm being if I'm being honest, I think I kind of have approached John Carpenter's career like that. Mm-hmm. Like. Like if I'm if I'm thinking about his films and I'm talking about his films, like I will blow through the entire catalog and, and have some 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 production knowledge, some sort of you know information or backstory. I just never even really connect this film to his work, mm-hmm. which is weird because I love John Carpenter, but it's just this movie is just such a flat film. I want, man, I gotta wonder. I wonder if we just all knew it. Like it's over, man. <laughs> this is gonna end. This is it. Well, I think <laughs> the I th- era is done. I think he did, but we'll get into that a little bit later. 
Uh, first, though, we should probably get into what the plot of this film is with plots with Mike. Guys, what? there's this transport team. They're uh, flying to Mars, right? They're after... Nobody's flying at all. Nobody flies at all in this film. Yeah, it's, big, it's a big thing that they're on a they're train. They're not coming from yeah. Earth? They're all on a train. Literally on no, a train. No, but they came, they came from the Earth, trip. though, didn't no, they? Don't they, they, they talk they, about it? They live. They, wait, wait, wait. They, they didn't live even get a Mars. sentence Hold into on. the damn <laughs> description. They, they live on. on Mars. 200 strong. They live on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Clea Duvall at least nope. not from Mars? No, I that was like her first day on the they're, job. They're all from Mars. She's the first day as a cop. All right, guys. So there's this uh, <laughs> transport team on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> they're taking a train to get to transport this criminal. His name is uh, Williams or something. <laughs> Desolation. <laughs> I was like destitute. I can't remember. Yeah. Desolation <laughs> Williams. They're going to ca- they're going demolition. Gonna, man. And they're there to tra- transport this guy. <laughs> they show up to this place where he was being incarcerated, and they find it's a freaking ghost town. Everyone's gone. They're like, "What the hell? This used to be a mining town. Everybody was bustling. Or where is everybody?" They start, ex- you know, like like looking around a little bit. They notice that the criminals are all there, but like everybody else is gone. And they find out. Like, there's, there's bodies hanging upside down, the heads have been cut off, all kinds of crazy shit. There are people acting strange, locking themselves in cars. They don't know what's going on. Finally, they find it out. Uh, one of the guys sees uh, this army of what essentially are just humans, but they're, like, like mutilated. Like, they've done weird things to their bodies. They've put, like, piercings and all kinds of metal in their face. Um, and he's like, crap, these people have gone just berserk. These are the miners. They've gone berserk. Come to find out. Guys, it's an ancient, ancient biological evil that has been living underneath the crust of Mars, and they have let this sucker out, mm. and it is infecting people and turning them into uh, cannibals. I don't know what the fuck you would call them. But yeah, and that's and, then, and it's up to these police officers who now have to team up with the criminals. It's basically assault on Precinct 13 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. Mm-hmm. That was great. There it is. There you have it. Ghost of Mars. <laughs> Chris, always in there with the like trying to make you feel that good. That was great. Yeah, Dude, was, you know no, I liked it. That, I was like, yeah, that you. really summed it up well. Can I just, that was can I just a, say that was a fucking movie. Can plot. I just say thank you? Thank you, Mike. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Ghost of Mars. Look at him. Whatever's inside of him has waited a long time to get out. I didn't understand their design, how they move. But it's gotta be the wind. Yeah, the wind takes them. And then once their hosts die, they just drift along the railroad tracks from town to town, human to human. What a perfect creation. Vengeance on anything or anyone that tries to lay claim to their planet. What did you see at Drucker's Ridge? We're back talking about Ghost of Mars came out 2001. This is uh, let's talk a little bit about the time period of films in the early 2000s, real quick, and touch about uh, touch on the thing that uh, this 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 movie fell victim to, in my opinion. Okay, uh, which is when we are gonna we're gonna start going to uh, rappers to be actors. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and throw them in like horror movies or action movies. Mm-hmm. I think that was the get go before they decided, hey, they work way better in family films, <laughs> which is yeah. fucking weird. They, they made a real transition. <laughs> yeah, like, but because you got to think about it, it was like Buster, Buster Rhymes was in Halloween around that time. Um, in Resurrection, mm-hmm. you had and same thing with Resurrection. Yeah, wasn't Resurrection like way after this? No, no, this uh, was early two thousands. We're talking about early two thousands. H two O L Cool J was in that. Yeah. That was two thousand. Like Resurrection one. was like what two thousand five? No, Whatever. earlier than that. But guys, like they still do that to this day. And, and it never works though. I don't know. It kind of works now. With who? <laughs> it's weird when like childish Gambino. 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 Childish Gambino. Two thousand two for resurrection. Two thousand two for resurrection. So like Donna Glover. I think there's a lot of like rappers now. Like you see him like doing a lot more cameo stuff and and stuff. But like yeah, but not like I feel they, like they're like really they talented. Put him, like, ja, they put, they put, they put well him now. in like full on like Ja Rule in fucking Half Past Dead with Steven Seagal. Like they put him in like full on starring. I mean, this isn't... But I'm talking about now, presently. I think that, like, people are more... I, I don't know. I guess... I think musicians are a little bit more serious about acting careers nowadays. I don't know if it's just me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just saw Star is Born, and I was just But smitten. see, that's not a... But, they're, I, yeah, but, they're not, great but this movie. was like a horror... Yeah. This is, again, these are specifically in horror and action movies. Well, yeah, I mean... Yeah, no, I, I agree with you that this was definitely a thing. Yeah, musicians always had crossed over into, like, film, but... Yeah, maybe there was a trend to use rap artists because that was music that was well, more popular. That was the more popular at the time. The original decision, the original person who was going to play Desolation was Jason Statham. Okay, but okay. The studio said, oh, "Good choice." We have no, Ice Cube. We have Ice Cube. <laughs> He's going to be a big action star. Uh-huh. Well, he was in Anaconda, or at least that happened at somewhere yeah. around here. So, so that so that got switched. Yeah, but I feel like Ice Cube was like on his way to be like a relatively decent actor. Yeah, that's not. This isn't like a new thing. Like Ice no. Cube in a movie. Like he'd already been in a, a, in a handful of films already at this yeah, point. I agree. I agree. But the yeah, studio he, came was in he like nominated for an Oscar for that film. I don't know about that. Mm. But Jason Statham's <laughs> not a star been. at this time. So. Jason Statham's not a star at this time. And they put in Ice Cube in over him, you know, because this, that's what the studio wanted. You also got to realize, too, this is a lot of behind the scenes stuff, but it, it explains a lot about this movie before we get into it, too. Okay. Natasha Hestridge. Hestridge. Uh, Hestridge. Hen- no, Hestridge. You're saying Hestridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. You are. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. I'm big. You're little. Um <laughs> She was not the first choice for this part whatsoever. There was about three or four actresses before her. Uh, Courtney Love was actually supposed to play this part. She was training for this, uh, and her foot got ran over by someone's ex-girlfriend or (laughs) ex-wife. Sounds about right. (laughs) What the hell? Some drama. And then um, her boyfriend, uh, Liam White, who's in this film, got got Natasha the job. So she came on, like, she did, like, two back-to-back pictures and then came on to this one, like, Two, I think it was like two weeks before they started filming. She had a good run at this time. <laughs> that was yeah, that was her run. I think. I think Spe- this was species. This no, she had species, 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 species two, two. This species two. We don't count species three because that one's just terrible. And that that's pretty much. I looked at I looked up her career because I was like, I wonder how how her career did because I don't remember. And it's realistically species, species two, this species three, and then a bunch of movies I've never heard of. Okay. And then let's talk about the the big thing too with this one, which it also explains a ton, and it, you can see it in this movie, and it makes it so much better to watch with your imagination. So this script is originally Escape from Mars, 
That's the original script. It was supposed to be. Wait, wait. This was supposed, supposed to be, to be called... a safe Snake Plissken movie. This was supposed to be a Snake Plissken movie. Oh wow! Oh. Wish they would have did that. This was supposed to be a Snake Plissken movie, but here's the problem: what? Escape from L.A. came out, <laughs> uh. <laughs> and with a fifty-eight million dollar budget, did something like fucking like fourteen million. It's a like crazy low number. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what it was, but crazy not low. justifiable enough to give him more money for this for franchise. Another, yeah, for another franchise. So they yeah. said the studio said, "Fuck no, we ain't doing another Snake Plissken movie." <laughs> Get out of here. Definitely not on Mars. So if you're going to do it, you're going to change it, and it's going to have Ice Cube in it, and it can't be Snake Plissken. Right. So it, it turned into... Interesting. Desolation that Williams, which is makes stupid, sense. It's fucking that dumb That kind of makes sense, honestly, because I don't know who the Snake Plissken character would have been, maybe Natasha Henstridge's character. No, it would have been Ice Cube. Been Are you kidding Cube. me? He's wearing Snake Plissken's outfit. Outf- literally. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't realize that. Okay. that. That makes a lot of sense, by the way. Does it not now? When you like go back and watch it, and you picture picture Ice Cube as Snake Plissken, and go back and watch it, it's it's a lot more That's interesting. Cool. Now, and you're like, this film would have been so much better. I thought maybe state. Natasha Hentridge because she had kind of a interesting role, like it, like a, a very dominant like female role. I thought, oh, maybe they uh, went this route. With there's it. also a reason for that. So uh, apparently, a lot of people think that this is this movie also has somewhat of a jab in it because his previous movie before this was Vampires. Right. Uh, came and a lot of people, I guess, he got a lot of shit for that. M- movie because of it being so misogynistic mm-hmm. okay. uh, with um, Baldwin's character oh. uh, like basically beating the girl who's turning into a vampire throughout the whole movie and then she falls in love with him and he falls or he falls in love with her uh, okay um, so I, I guess he, <laughs> he got, got pushed back on that he got pushed back on that and so I guess this was like him his make, apology no him <laughs> his like kind of like fuck you to it oh, okay. was like making the society because they bring it up too it's uh, uh what's the maternal uh, matriarchal? matriarchal. Matriarchal, yes. They make it that a society. He, I think I see he did that on purpose, but then it's really never brought up again throughout the whole movie. Mm. It's an interesting take, and it's like one of the interesting moves but, he does in this which film. Which is odd, considering the leader is totally, you know, well, uh, the, not a female. What's that? The, the the main, you're talking about, what do you mean with civilization? What are you talking about? The civilization on of Mars. No, on Mars. The Mars civilization. It says it in the beginning. The humans of the that live the on Mars. Oh, the yes. humans that live on Mars. Okay. <laughs> no, no. I thought you were talking about the ghosts. No, no, no. I was like, ghosts. I don't remember this happening. <laughs> no, the ghosts. Are, ghosts. Oh, you got a lot from that flashback. <laughs> <laughs> ghosts. Ghosts are old school. Yeah. Mike. Okay. Good. All right. Old, I'm sorry. Old school misogyny. Continue. I, I apologize. Okay. OG. <laughs> but right. it's something that they, they, you know, they make a point of bringing up in the beginning of this film, and yeah. then it goes nowhere. Like That's really all right. It no... just needs to set it up. It, John Carpenter, listen, yeah. listen. John Carpenter is not a man who sets up exposition at the beginning that he's going to explore later. He sets up at the beginning because he doesn't want to, because he doesn't have time to deal with it ever again. Yeah. So he at least just tells you about it and then. Move on. Yeah, that's why there's I always will agree that that's a frequent, theme. Yeah, I frequently uses like a narrator in the beginning, right? I mean, almost all, all almost all of his movies start with like a weird text that's coming preface. on. It's like yeah. you set the stage. Yeah, you know. Yep. No, that's not accurate at all. No, uh, there's a few. Uh, the stuff in the '90s, maybe. I mean, Escape from New York and L.A. start like that. Yeah, and this one starts a Doesn't, little bit like uh, that. Doesn't uh, would Prince of Darkness start like that? I thought there was a whole thing on that. No, no. This okay. movie opens, in my opinion, the worst way that you can open a horror film. <laughs> what in space? No, no, j- <laughs> no, no. Just the fact that, like, <laughs> three minutes in, we already know 
who's going to die. So we already take out the suspense of oh. who's going to die. Oh, right. Because nobody came back. This with is her. My, my, this is my, like, I, I would honestly say this is one of my more hated methods of storytelling. Although it's been done to somewhat success in other films and, and mm-hmm. older Silent films. Night, Deadly Night Part 2. It, it, it's done a... a <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. But the problem is, uh, John Carpenter, he, he, well, exactly what you just described, he took it a little too far to the point where we already know the what the end of the film is. But, like, interviewing somebody and flashing back, and, like, John Carpenter did, he, did, he added way too much extra shit, I feel like, that we didn't need. Like, every time I flash back, like, and what did they do? Well, let me tell you what they did. Yeah, and then it yeah. starts five minutes prior... We've already heard this part of the story, but we're going to hear that five minutes happen again, and then the next story will begin. I know. So the audience isn't lost, whereas we we couldn't imagine, like, oh, this is happening at the same time. I get it. Like, there's so much exposition about what story I'm looking at right now. Before And before we get too detailed into the film, like, so Pitch Black comes, like, a year right before this. Do you think they were, like, nervous? About like, this what? film is very... I thought the film of... The plot of this film was super similar to... Pitch Black. I don't remember Pitch Black enough to be able to it's, say it's this It's about a, a police police group that that goes to... And uh, escorts. Yeah, and escorts a criminal, I don't think and they're th- attacked by aliens. You know what? <laughs> no, knowing that, I bet you anything, since this was originally Escape from Mars, John Carpenter saw that and was like, boom, got it, bang. <laughs> Quick rewrite, right, and green light. I, I'm ready to do this, let's go. I don't go. know where he gave up, though, because I feel like with all the problems, like him being like, you know, I want Jason Statham for the, you know, for the main character in this yeah, film. Yeah, but and Jason like, Statham's not Jason Statham at this point. No, 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 he's no, not. No, but you could still see he's a solid show. I mean, watching the he's movie, yeah. like, my, he my, been, my brother Ryan has said several, has said about this movie a lot, and I tend to agree with him. He said, if Natasha uh, Henstridge, Jesus, yeah. and Ice Cube flipped roles with Jason Statham and Pam Greer, it would have been a more solid film. And I actually watching on this watch, I kind of watched it with that in my head, and I was like, I feel like that would have been a more solid film. Mm. Interesting. I do. I think the characters mixed around in this film would have. Been, I agree with you because I, as going into this, I'm like, dude, this is when you looked at th- this film on paper. Like sounds ca- like Riddick, by the way. The cast. <laughs> That's very weird. No, if you look at this film on paper, like cast and crew, right? This should be a home run. You got John Carpenter. If you look at this, the, the the special effects team, it's like Greg Nicotero mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. uh, Kurtzman. And, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. I mean, like it is. This is a home run, right? And even with the cast at the time, is 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 it? You know, like you have before he's like huge Jason Statham, but you have Jason Statham. You have Ice Cube before. I mean, I'd say he's established, but he's not established. You know, he's very established, actually. But, I feel yeah, like at this by this point. Time. At this point, he's very established. Mu- I think music-wise, but acting-wise? Yeah, acting-wise, acting wise, absolutely. Okay, we've seen him in stuff absolutely. at this point. Yeah. We have. That's, when did Friday that, come out? Yeah, Friday came out before this came out in like 98, I think. But, you had Boys in the Hood. You had, uh, what was after the Friday? Anaconda, I'm pretty sure it was 99. Anaconda right? was like 90, 99. Like, yeah, Friday was 95. Dude, yeah, he's been like, Dude, I mean, if Friday's 95, it. he's killing it. Yeah. yeah, he's been killing it so far as an actor. So you, I mean, you have like everything on paper and then you read about like all this stuff that happened and it just, you watch it and you're like, I see where the shit storm <laughs> happened Actually, and where does like Carpenter realize it's a shit storm, I wonder, and just be like, or does he like I, not realize it's a shit storm? I have I an answer for that. I also have an opinion. I have an answer for that. So in preparation for this movie, uh, I found out that it's, um, it's really hard to find 
uh, online some good like behind the scenes stuff about this movie. And it's even harder to find interviews with John Carpenter about this movie. Um, however, I did find one interview that he sat down with, um, I forgot who it was, it was IGN, um, and is when they were talking when he was promoting the award. And they spent some time talking about this film. Um, and he actually says the he can, when he said watching, he realized when he was preparing the DVD and the bonus features, and he was watching the behind the scenes footage, he realized he was done making movies because at the beginning of filmmaking, he could see he was full of energy. Uh, and then there is a behind-the-scenes feature of them making the music with Anthrax and Buckethead. Mm-hmm. And he said like he saw himself in those recording sessions, and he was fucking dead inside. Like, oh, man. Couldn't, wow. couldn't be bothered. And he realized that he didn't really give a shit. At care. all. And he was just like, yeah, I'm fucking done. I'm done wow. making movies. I'm over it. I'm like exhausted. It shows really in this film. It, it fucking really does. does. This movie feels he like it doesn't There's... care. The writing is like, I mean, look. I, the writing is the thing that fucking bothers yeah. me the most in this movie. I mean, I, I would say that even as much as I like Carpenter, like dialogue has never been a strong suit in his films. Like that's no. not a thing that I would, plot has always been like his thing. Like, but this film takes it to a level where I'm just like, well, I feel like his oh thing God. has always been, his thing has always been establishing moon, mm-hmm. putting, taking me to an, an alternate world that I believe in. Right. I know? agree. I agree. hundred percent. And, and yeah, I, I feel like none of that is happening here. And I feel like his dialogue, which me personally, I'm like, I, I mean, fuck it. John Carpenter. I don't give a shit. Right. I know I'm going to get kind of funny dialogue, but this movie Especially irked the shit out of me. Like there are, there are, there are things that people do in movies that bother me, and they do it so fucking much in this movie. There's like a collection of 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 writing cliches that have all been collected and shoved in this, into this film. Like one of the ones <laughs> that I've the overabundance of exposition into every spoken piece of dialogue is in this film. Like yeah, there's the one. Bad. There's the one line I hate. It's like. We're gonna we're 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 here to pick up Williams. You mean Desolation? That's right, like, right, oh my right. God, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. yeah, we know his name's Desolation. Like, okay, cool, <laughs> fucking cool. That's so true. And I, like, yeah, and it's, the, it's just no, I'm sorry. The editing, editing style. I don't even know who edited this film. That's what I'm because the editing style is not John Carpenter. I'll tell you who no. edited it. It was an it was it was an iMac. It was on iMovie. Um, they had three, the they had fucking, three, three the, dissolves. Yeah. And, and then they used, used all three. Used yeah. all three. Like I, I'd be, I wouldn't be shocked by the end of this film. I see a star swipe at the end. Cause I just feel like Dude, this they have movie, those side swipes and there's literal like there, side swipes in this well, movie. Well that there, there's, there's the dissolve, which happens for everything. There's not a single scene that yeah. just cuts in this movie. Like stuff can cut. It's fine. It creates tension. But like the thing that is weird is the dissolve uh, coupled with the rapid cut for no reason. Yeah. Like somebody walking out of a door, do I take five steps, bop, 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 or do I take three steps, step, cut, fade, step, cut, fade, yeah. step. Dude, and it's just like, yeah. why is, that is this taking I, longer I dissolve within for the you, same scene? You, it's taking longer for you to leave <laughs> this building loca- right now. Same location. They did it all the time. They dissolved to the same location over right, and over again. Right, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is the point of this? I'm, I don't know. I'm walking up to ice you. My I'm opinion, five steps closer. Five steps closer. This was definitely a phone-in film for John Carpenter, where I feel like, like what you're saying, the script 
is terrible. Like it's literally the most basic shit. I feel like he pulled a little bit from every film that he's ever done and kind of just crammed it into this movie. Like I saw so many, like, yeah, again, like now knowing that it was supposed to be a Pliskin story, like I was like, dang, they're really going for like that carpenter throwback. Like at this moment, like, we're trying to give you an assault on Precinct 13, but also a Snake Plissken story, but also tie in the fucking supernatural element. You know, like mm-hmm. you're getting a fucking salad of all this stuff. But it was almost <laughs> like an attempt to fill time. It wasn't inspired really in any way. Yeah. And even down to the point where, like, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but holy fucking out of focus was this movie. Like there were so many shots where, like, characters would be talking and their whole face would be completely out of focus. Like the lens they were using, mm-hmm. like wasn't angled in no. the right way. Like, and I don't think it was a creative choice. I feel I, like it was I, an oversight. That's just you know, when a demon left a body, Chris. <laughs> you know what's you know, you know really funny that you mentioned that. So one, one of the, the few behind the scenes featurettes I found, it was the scene when they're making their escape out of the, the jail and they make it to that back room. But before they get to that back room, there's like a hallway fight that's happening right mm-hmm. and like it was so the the behind the scenes guy was filming there's the cameraman on like a steady cam and there's the pull focus assistant right there like the assistant is like looking away and then darts back and adjusts yeah yeah on like when when the camera's moving like not actually paying attention to what the fuck is even happening and john carpenter at the end of every take is just like that's great that's great good no, job it everyone. wasn't and it was clearly mistakes were happening like on the production side yeah. um not like i mean okay so opening up like you the problem i have is you can immediately tell that these are models like this is model work oh the train yeah the train in <laughs> yeah. mars yeah, and absolutely. that this is filmed on some kind of set like it doesn't feel like i know it's like another planet so like you have to kind of extend your imagination well, but at the same time i this is just like no it looks like they're literally on a stage and it's built there's, up and there's model the, work that's kind of shot. Well, it's actually not a stage, but uh, yeah, it's, it's actually a, it's an actual location. I forgot where Mexico or New or, Mexico. It's New a quarry Mexico. in New Mexico that they dyed red with food coloring. Oh, nice! Is this the same okay. place they they filmed Total Recall? No, <laughs> but curious. good, good cast. Okay, so maybe it's um, not the location itself, but the set pieces. I did want to talk about the model work though, because here's the thing: there are two. There's there it's it's I feel like you get both sides of the spectrum because the model work of like the overhead shots cruising in on the town, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cruising in on the mining facility look pretty solid. They do. They do. Not gonna lie, the model yeah. work of the train like they they put zero fucking effort into the background of those shots. There's literally like a hill that's an inch away from the track and and, and that's just dust. Yeah. And I'm just like. Dust. This there you you're giving me zero perspective, so this just looks like a toy There's train. There's also uh, w- at least one shot where you can tell it's clearly like a painted, like picture, a matte, yeah, yeah like a matte, matte painting. Yeah, um, it's like when they're dipping into like the crater. Like there's a yeah. scene, and I'm, yeah. I remember being like, this stands out so much. Is it is it when they because, they yeah. is it when they actually get out of the train or when she's describing that um, them first arriving. Uh, to the the complex when they're gonna go get Ice Cube, like when they're walking down that hill into the village, uh-huh. like that's when I was like, "Damn, it looks Ma- like it's a fucking matte that. painting right there." It does. That does look like a matte painting. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you, but I don't think it is. No, no. That's the thing is like this movie instantly feels dated as soon as it starts, which is another thing that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why I, even when I again like that was another thing that brought me to this. I was like, I was twenty one when I saw this. Like this mm-hmm. looks like something I would see. Like in ninety three, ninety four. Like I thought we were past this. Well, for the budget, it looks B movie. Yeah, it really does. Here's the other thing too: is like how 
again, goes how uninspired the script is. And, and, and I feel like John Carpenter is at this point in his career as a filmmaker too, because they show up to this town, right? They're these, these cops, this group of like five cops and they show up to this town cause they're going to, they're going to transport this guy and they, they pull up there and there's just, they're just like, Oh shit. It's a Friday. Where is everybody? Well, they must be indoors. Like, no, this town is like, too quiet, yeah. too quiet. <laughs> yeah, like if you're a real cop, you're gonna be like, so "We, there's something fishy here." <laughs> and Natasha and- Hensher's delivery on, like, when she's like, oh, "They're out, they're here to spend money, fucking yeah. gamble." I'm just like, and your, your delivery is so, so fucking bad. Everybody's delivery in this in this movie sucks. No, no, I, I, dis- I oh, no, I, I, I disagree. I think, actually, with I, one, character. I think, I think that um, Jason Statham is solid in this film. He's solid for what he should be doing. His I don't kid, know. No, he it, that's he's he got one of the weirdest characters in this film in a society where it's mostly run by strong women. He's like this weird misogynistic character who's just trying to fuck throughout the whole film. It's a very weird thing. Yeah, but he <laughs> but he stayed in his lane. He stayed in the lane of that character. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas, like, I feel like Natasha Hensworth was struggling to embody the character. Pam Greer felt like she was kind of calling it in a little bit. Pam Greer was calling that motherfucker in. Uh, The other two cops died 15 minutes into the film. The other other two cops are (laughs) so forgettable. Like, and and then Ice Cube is the only other one that's like, dude, he's good on like the, I think he's good on the, on the, the, one-on-one scenes, but I feel like he's really not Dude, that cool in the action it. scenes. And, and it's so weird in this movie how soft he comes off. Is that weird? He comes off soft as fuck in this movie. What do you mean soft? Physically just, or like, like both? Or? I don't understand what like, you're talking about. Just all of it. He doesn't come it's off like a, like big, a big old marshmallow. Mike. He doesn't come off like a, ba- a hug. I don't believe he's a badass in mm-hmm. this film. I, I will say we're forgetting one character. She plays uh, her name is Rosemary Forsyth. Like she's the one with the short hair mm-hmm. that like the doctor, the, the doctor that opened up the yeah. cave. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was actually the the best actress yeah, de- in this whole I, movie. I, I would agree really? with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. She, I felt like she had a naturalness to her that like everybody else kind of lacked in this one. <laughs> yeah, but when her balloon goes down, it's probably one of the funniest things. That is so, such a cheesy oh, scene. Shit! Again, very dated looking. <laughs> Not only that, but it's like there's no way she survived that shit. <laughs> no, right. the, it hits and she just she just rolls out. Yeah, just a, just a judo roll right out. <laughs> Anyways, this this film opens up with a flashback, basically, and we, we're in this town. And I'm not going to go through like the whole thing, but I wanted to say like these cops again are are, are not. So again, the, the first thing they do is they split up. Always a good choice when there's something fucking fishy. Well, the whole town's look, fucking look, missing. Yeah, let's, let's all keep in mind something's up too. We we actually glossed over the whole thing that Natasha Hendricks is like oh a drug addict. a drug addict and like not What's only that what? but like her superior officer totally knows about it. Yeah. Well, everybody like everybody knows Sounds about like everybody it. Yeah. 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 Nobody seems to care. No one seems like, to care. Here's the other thing too. It's it's another correlation with waves. Like there's like waves in her in her trips. But then also like they I feel like they try to make uh, Desolation Williams catchphrase have to do with the the tide is right. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like someone with the tide? I'm like that's the lamest shit I've ever heard. Some need- deep Especially since shit. since according to his according to his backstory, I believe he's been born and raised on this planet, so he's never even seen a tide. No water. N- there you go. Huh. No it's water. Poetry, Thank you. <laughs> it's Thank poetry. You. It's poetry. He's never seen a wave. Yeah. No huh. water there. Lying what son a of a bitch. Liar. Well, <laughs> he is a he is a criminal. So basically, they split up, and what happens is uh, one team goes to the jail, which is uh, 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 Natasha and Jason Statham. They go to the jail. Uh, and He's th- being a creep as fuck. Like he, that dude's character is so Jason Statham. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's, so it's weird. fucking really misplaced in this society that again is supposed to be ran by strong female 
people like people yeah that's what they are uh, <laughs> but well, like, they wanted to show that these females were strong enough to like defend themselves against somebody like jason statham's character like when he's being pervy and weird you know but i just felt like it was out of place it was out of place and it just made me dislike him like right off the bat well the fucking stupid thing too about that is is like she tell she's telling the story in the thing and like her story is basically like we went to check on desolation we saw that he was there and we just turned around and walked out. <laughs> and that's it. And then it's like, and then I found out later from the other guys. And then it does a flashback of a different perspective. Yeah. Save some hot water. And then like we hear that line again. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Those flashback cuts are fucking irritating. And they walk they walk into the like all the deaths that happened in Batman and Robin, apparently. Because that's what that fucking set looks like when they walk into like the cafeteria oh, or whatever. Yeah. It is. It's all neon blue purple. Yes, it's so fucking yeah, okay. weird, dude. I was yeah. like, I don't remember decapitated yeah. upside down corpses in that movie. That you might be thinking of Predator Two. Uh, that is that is the darkest Batman. Let's let's say <laughs> yeah. that. Fuck Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> that's what was cut. It was cut from the movie. A lot of people don't know that. That scene was yeah. cut. The yeah. lighting choices yeah. were pretty Mr. Mr. Freeze was actually a yeah. gory it's, well, it, it's, <laughs> son of a bitch. It's just fucking weird because it's the only set piece that looks like that. Yeah. The rest of it, John Carpenter said, what does the future look like? He said, I, I uh, uh, fucking hill houses? I don't fucking know. I like, feel like John Carpenter might have been like, I'm going to leave this up to like Greg Nicotero and the team to kind of like... Well, not set design. Well, not set design, but like, you know, like I feel like he just kind of placed it in the hands of just whoever was doing it, you know? And the, I feel like that's probably the case. I feel like he was at a point where he's like, I'm focused on the story and directing. I feel definitely with the makeup, because, and again, this is lazy shooting, I feel like, too, because there is a, there's this thing with these these creatures where once they get into the human body, they start just destroying their faces and skin and making mm-hmm. these, like, tribal fucking things, but with, like, all this metal. metal whatever and, they can find. And then there's, like, the B-roll guys who are just face-painted up that you think yeah. are supposed to be oh, in the background. Man. But those motherfuckers are in the foreground more mm. than in the background. They and again, be. feels like Batman and Robin. <laughs> like a bunch of goons doing so some like much. circus like sideshow. Yes, on it the- looks like Batman and Robin, Chris. <laughs> is what I'm saying. No, I know. I know. The thing is you can't. Well, Batman returns. You can easily look past what's going on in the foreground to see how like little effort they put into the background people. And then it just cheeses I will that say, much I, more. I do want to defend the special effects, though. I, I, do feel, I do feel like for some of those characters, Characters, they did a really solid job on the costuming and the makeup design to make them look contorted and weird and shit. Like with like the knives and the weird cuts on them, and like the main dude has his throat slit and it's all open when he leans back and shit. Like in this, I thought that looked pretty good. They were they were really using that gag. A lot of severed heads in this, Chris. There's a severed head every ten seconds. That part looked goofy as hell. That's just like like, a bunch of mannequin dolls on a fucking pike. It did. Well, that that brings me to the worst. I want to talk about the worst flashback also in this film, which is like they're like, okay, let's go figure out what's wrong with this town. Okay. So they go and they see a guy who's in a car who is like kills himself. Don't come in here because there's you know this thing is in me. Don't come in here. But they can't hear that. All they hear is yeah, and he cuts himself. Right, and then Pam Greer sees somebody, and she runs off, and she disappears. And then Jason Statham shows up, and then there's a fucking flashback when Jason Statham shows up of what just happened two minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Of the guy sitting in there and then cutting his throat again. And Cody, like, Cody, that's how you tell a story to someone else. Like yeah, if you're same. in front of a tribunal, you tell the story, and then you pick up from ten ten minutes prior. That way, people <laughs> can follow the story better. Everybody knows that. That was the choice. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Might have been. Yeah. She's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to capture. She was also probably high as fuck when she's telling the story. Dude. So she just kept repeating <laughs> shit she'd already in a told. Story, <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to do it in the editing room. I wonder how many high cho- I wonder how many high choices she made like when they when they all decided like, okay, we're, we're going to run for the train. Where in the building that they're in that you can clearly see that the train is not there. Yeah. Because no matter where you are in this town, you can tell when the train is in the station, it's like the it's like the largest thing in that town. It's, like the it's main a fucking part. giant train, yeah. and they couldn't tell until they got onto the like the the platform where the train would pull up that the train was. Yeah, there. She, and at that point is when she decides to radio the train. Like she had to move ten <laughs> feet from the police station to get a I better jump in time. Was, this, was the train shrunk? It could be in the track, <laughs> and we just need to shrink ourselves down, get in the train, and get the fuck out of here. It's <laughs> the only thing that makes. Is that Ant Man? That's what it is. <laughs> Just like our breathing tubes that apparently you only have to suck on every once. Uh, only every five once. That, I, I was like paying attention to that in this movie. They were like they hit it once. I'm like that's that's enough. You're good. That gas just sits in you for what? You good for an hour? <laughs> we have to t- we have to talk about the the ghosts too. Like I would the yeah. leader ghost. Lead, leader ghost. The leader ghost. Yeah, yeah leader. he doesn't even have a name. Yeah, he. Um, oh, well, they call him on set. They call him a uh, big ghost. big no is. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Oh, Big Daddy Mars. Uh, Here's the question uh, I have. Don't like that. When they when they were thinking about like what okay, what voice do we want to give this menacing leader character? Why did they go with Animal from Muppet Babies? <laughs> like, uh, does it not no. sound like Animal from <laughs> It's that? <laughs> it does, dude. <laughs> Sounds like that. Not even Animal from the Muppets, which is just like I'm an animal. Like it's even less menacing. <laughs> it's the baby version of that. Because they blend like the I was trying to pay attention to what they were doing because it sounded so stupid it was it was that it was him making that noise but then actually a human sounding voice underneath it making those noises the best that that actor possibly could probably and the blend just didn't work it It just sounded it 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 immediately takes any fear away from that character yeah i also felt really bad for that actor because uh in one of the behind the scenes things it was him screaming and then Cut and then he was like coughing uncontrollably afterwards because he clearly fucked his throat up with that. That's all he did the whole movie is scream. That's it. Yeah, I felt bad for that dude. Like shit. But like, what were they trying to express? Were they trying to express that like the aliens had a different language? Yeah, but how come he's the only one speaking? Because he's the leader. He's the leader. They're all the the fucking minions. Okay, they're all possessed. They're all drones. It wasn't like an attempt for this creature, (laughs) like. Try to speak and it can't fit. Because here's the thing that I thought about this movie: when a ghost takes over, when a ghost of Mars yes. takes over a body, it seemed to me like they were like spending so much trying to figure out how it works. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's why like, they do Tai Chi. I've never been in this, <laughs> and I thought that the artistic choice of this guy was like, here's this is what happens when this ghost tries to vocalize its own language in a vocal cord that it doesn't understand. Like, how do I use my tongue? Like, I don't know how. What, what yeah. is lips? Like, I, like, I can't pronounce this anymore. Like, maybe, I, I like, like, a that. few more days, and, like, he would have picked up, like, the English yeah, language. Yeah, a few more days. Like, dolphin, been, if doing I, mystery, mystery if I, theater If I transported a dolphin's body into my brain, or, like, a, his brain into my brain, like, it's what it would try to do. When it's like, I can't make that noise. I normally do that icky, noise. Just me, Mike Walker, like, Oh, are, you tra- are you doing a bad impression of a dolphin? I am a dolphin. <laughs> Mike, are you a dolphin right now? No. no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, enough. that voice uh, kill- killed that character because that character did. It looked like a ripped ass Marilyn Manson with like fang teeth. 
It was just such a weird. It like, it yeah, did. he could have been in Kiss. He could have been in a lot of bands. Like I thought, they all looked like extras from uh, that D. Snyder movie. Dude, no, they all look strange. Lands. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. Yeah, it's yeah. a blend of that. It was there. like no. He, it was again. John Carpenter was like, you know, what was a cool movie. What? Road Warriors. That movie was the shit. Let's get some of those guys. We'll just make them from right. Mars. Yeah, I did think a lot about it. Now, as a production designer, it was yeah. like, you know, it's a cool movie, and John Carpenter's like, I don't care. Whatever you say. Yeah. Well, for me, it yeah, just immediately, that was a fine film. It immediately changed, <laughs> like, the fear. Like, any fear that I might have had from seeing, like, these weird things take over human bodies and have it self-mutilate itself. Like, for a second, I might have given it, like, a Hellraiser kind of situation. Like, yeah. Oh, that's really fucked up. But this one guy... Immediately is just like, no, these are a bunch of goofy bastards. Well, and I liked that, that scene. Barely know what they're doing. I like the <laughs> scene when, like, the three, because there's like, there's Desol- Desolation has his three friends who are here to spring him out of jail, and they're they're keeping an eye on the mine. And when they were, when we see that their perspective, while well, watching the the miners get taken over by uh, this cloud, mm-hmm. and then come to and they start mutilating themselves. I thought that scene was pretty cool because it was just it was just kind of raw. It was like, yep, we're just cutting ourselves. We're shoving needles through our oh, faces yeah. and shit. That part like, was, was that. That like, was the most impressive shit. part of this movie. Yeah, that was like solid. But as soon as like the dudes start talking, I'm just like, okay. I was like, now you're like a cartoon character. I don't even give a shit yeah. anymore. Like, man, I I stopped giving a shit when uh, way earlier than that. Going back to that first escape scene when they're like running for the train that's not there. And they already know that the, at this point, they already know if you kill one of these things, you're releasing the spirit. Yeah. And it's gonna get in the body, and they just decide, you know what we should do? I know. Just fucking start shooting everyone. Yeah, I know. It's the I most don't insane understand thing. Why, like, they aren't all dead immediately in that scene? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get it either. It's because it's a movie. The, I'll tell you why. It's because these damn spirits can't get through doors, windows. I know they can't. They're it's carried by they're, the wind, which can literally st- get in through anything. They're stopped by a steel door. <laughs> That's so funny. And it was just the wind. Well, wait, that wait was a minute. Wait I want to get chase you, but I can't. Wait, wait. <laughs> Those doors were airlocks. Oh, Air is not breathable down there. Oh, oh, uh, up there on Mars. Damn. There Kyle, you go. Kyle, I cracked the case. Right there. I don't know. Yeah. Wait a second. Though, there, wait, if that's the case, there's no air on Mars. There's no wind. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> shit just got deeper. I don't know. There's some mean-ass windstorms on Mars. We learned that from like the, tra- the train was getting rocked in the wind. I don't know. Maybe I don't know shit about this. Like, Here's the other thing, too. Mars? Man. Maybe there is wind. I'll tell you what. These know. demons, they don't like these demons, these aliens that, that are still having these plans. They don't like having a good time. What do you mean? They are anti-drug. As soon as they uh, take over Natasha... They, they to help her out while she's getting uh while she's oh, getting possessed. They just drop drugs in her mouth. Yeah. Can I just say though that might have been the only smart thing this movie does? <laughs> there was a part of me that was just kind of like, I mean, this is shot like shit and it's stupid looking, but like honestly, like the idea that like the drug addict gets away because the the like the creature goes in the body and says, "This is this body's all fucked up and toxic. I gotta get yeah. the fuck out of here," like. Said something, but I was just like, but it is lost in pretty much everything else. The other 90 minutes of this yeah, film. <laughs> definitely <laughs> overshadowed by all the Well, bullshit. she also has like the where she's like part tripping out and then also learns everything that you need to know oh, about this alien that race. That looks so bad. It's Dude, like 2001 th- 3D effects, man. Can Holy I also shit. say, in, in my mind, the way I read it was the alien went into the body and like 
got on drugs for like got high for the first time and just spilled everything. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then like my fucking brother, like, he, like yeah. Just, like, when I was eight, he's an asshole. When I was I eight, my him. my mom died. That really hurt. You know, like, I was really dealing with that a lot. Dude, I gave him <laughs> one hit off of a joint. He's like fucking. Dude, it's not even it actually out. weed. It wasn't so even weird. actually weed. Just, I just found out he was adopted. He's never told anybody. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, that's how I read that scene. <laughs> it's yeah. This this whole goddamn movie is is a nightmare from start to finish. Let's do this. Let's take a break and we come back. We'll talk more about Ghost of Mars. Slow the train down outside of town, then come to a complete stop. No way. I'm giving you an order. I don't care. The answer is no. The answer's yes. Look, even if we get back to Crisy, those things will just keep coming. We've got a chance here. We've got a chance to stop this thing before it goes any further. This is about one thing. Dominion. It's not their planet anymore. And we are back! Ghostmas! 2001! Ghostmas! <laughs> <laughs> 200 episode, huge episode, Ghost of Mars, four-year joke. I really picked a... 21%. Picked a 21% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. That's I, a, I saw the score and I said, yes. <laughs> I said, too high for That's me. about too high. Oh, yeah. man. I, I yeah. guess we know where Almost. we're going on these ratings. I, I got to talk about some weird things that I think... Well, Chris... <coughs> yes, sir. You mentioned Sorry. it. But also, like, there's some weird... Acting moments in this film where I feel yes. like I don't know like if people lost like if 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 the director was just like do whatever and improvise. Hmm. Okay, so there's a scene. Do you guys remember? Okay, there's a scene where Natasha Hendridge she brings in after they find out the miners that they thought the whole time uh, were just surviving miners. They find out they're criminals and they're working with Desolation yeah. to like get yes. them right. His and crew, right? His, and his crew, and it's called Uno Dos and Thres, right? right? Yeah, right. So they go in, and the way they trick this gang is that they all walk into the jail cell, and it's, it's like classic. this like Acme Looney Tunes fucking Roadrunner situation where they shut the door on him, right? Yeah. And now they're all locked in the cell. Pure magic. Pure magic, right? Yeah. Cinema okay. magic. Gold. So I hope you guys remember this. He was in Friday. He's in this film as well. Mm-hmm. Ice Cube. He's called... No, he's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Correct. Other, the other guy. Someone give him a treat. His name is is, is Lobo. Uh, the Hispanic dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. Dose. Lobo Sebastian. Right. right, right, right. Name, character actor. We've seen in a bunch of yeah. stuff. At some point in time, he like starts ripping off his shirt and he starts acting real weird. And in this scene, yes. And this goes on for a while. At first, it looks like he's having an absolute meltdown. Like he's shaking. Like. This is extra work. So, okay. like, he is not the focal point of this scene, right? But my eye was drawn, and once it was drawn to him, that's the only person I was watching, right? <laughs> There's a moment what where... What were you waiting for? Well, okay, let me tell you what happens. She shuts the door, Chris, okay? And then he immediately drops down onto the bench in the cell, puts his hand on his head, and starts shaking like he's having a seizure, okay? okay? And I'm like... Flashback. That, that's weird. <laughs> that's Flashback. weird. So... 
Next scene is like a, a front shot of them talking to uh, Desolation, and they're like trying to like barter with guns drawn and shit. Like it's this real tense scene. But in the back, he's like ripping his shirt off and like feeling his body like he's like he's in withdrawal. Wow. Okay. And then finally, what happens is they finally open the cell. The gang comes out. He immediately, again, everybody is talking, and he sits in like a bench off to the side, right? Mm-hmm. And there's even a moment where Jason Statham's character looks at him like, What the fuck are you doing? And he's again, like, he has his shirt off, and he's like trembling, like he's just seen, like, like a the, ghost or something. Like, like ghost the thing of Mars? Is in Shut him. up, like a fucking ghost of Mars. Does anybody remember any, no. like, dialogue that explains this in which case is it like an acting choice and this guy just went with it and he was supposed to be like all right i'm gonna pretend like here's my backstory (laughs) here's my backstory um i was in a jail cell at one time and this is my worst fear and now the the door is shut and like now i'm out and i gotta have time to cool down maybe he's like one of those people that's just like i need you to act and that was his interpretation well, it you could have been, but then he plays a drug addict. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> there's, a theme, a there's a theme going on here with drugs. Right. Is he laying the groundwork for this idea that maybe he's going through withdrawal? Oh. But wait a second. He's only been in a cell for maybe three minutes. It's a little early to be like. Plus, he has the thing on him. Yes. So. Uh, like I'm going with tripping balls on set. He took balls. something. He took something right before they said action, and it fucking hit him hard and fast. I don't no, know. no, not in real no life. Way. I'm asking as a character. No, but as a character choice, did he do that? We already know he's a drug addict. No, I think that's a real life event. Maybe. No, I think he. I no, think but I didn't no, see no, this. No, 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 I, didn't, I didn't see what you're describing at all. I think he said, "This is my fucking shot. Yeah, <laughs> this is it." I have this character, and I am going to act my ass off in this movie. <laughs> and he's like, so my character, he's a drug addict, and he's having, in these tense situation, he really wants the drugs, but he doesn't feel comfortable yet taking them in front of these people, because he's in this control. Well, they're cops. Power. I'm just saying, I'm just going off He's a big John right Carpenter but he's already, He wants to impress, He's already Mike. in the jail cell. The other thing, too, but I'm thinking in the other way. I really it. wish I had seen what you're describing. Oh, I know, I wish, but you know what? I feel like somebody who loves this fucking movie on the other end is going to be like, yeah, and I know exactly why. On the other end. God damn it, 200 episodes. Let's talk normal, people. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's, bring, let's bring our good mouths it's tonight. It's the warm kava, guys. It's the fucking hot kava. Hot kava. You have to watch this scene. <laughs> Because apparently nobody knows. Do what you I'm have talking a problem about. with his acting? If, if the fact he's either acting it's poorly not that, Chris. or it's he's not, it's not that Chris. It's the fact that he's making a clear choice. Yeah, Chris, goddamn, he's it. making a clear choice, an acting choice that is never explained nor understood. Like it's almost like John Carpenter said, "Do whatever the fuck you want to do, steal yeah. the scene, or whatever." Yeah. Or it's the opposite, yeah. and that was supposed to be part of the storyline, and they cut it, and they were like, "But we have all these scenes where he's like acting like a drug addict, and we didn't like really address." <laughs> that yet oh, you and they were like fuck it keep that was it on in the there. cutting room floor this is the last time <laughs> I ever directed another movie <laughs> I think it was the first thing you, you said you think it's the first one yeah I like, don't give said, a fuck do, do whatever it. you do whatever want whatever the fuck you want he's like my backstory is I'm a drug addict I'm in a jail cell Sounds and I'm great. worried where I'm gonna get my next fix yeah. I really feel like this guy didn't have one on ones with John Carpenter no or Carpenter was set. like just, just channel whatever you're going what through. You're the director. At, what, at what time are you like, what are you doing over there? <laughs> you, what are you doing over there? Yeah. They're having a discussion. Me, Why listen, are you shaking like a me, fucking me, seizure? No. Me? No. I, mean, I would totally say that because guess what? This is probably my first film. This but, is John Carpenter at a point where he's kind of starting to check out. He probably doesn't saying. notice There's what's happening. There's a part happening. of me that with that, I see this stuff happen in bad, really bad 
like indie films based on a Tasha, where like they get an no. actor and they don't really know what to do with actors and actors just start doing their own thing and you see them off to the side doing weird shit right and I feel like this is a thing where maybe John Carpenter was like I just don't give a fuck anymore yes yep. that's what it was because based on Natasha Hentridge's uh, uh, performance in this film clearly John Carpenter was ch- kind of checked out so she has the charisma of a wood plank like I feel like she was almost like I'm gonna go kind of Jamie Lee on this one, but badass. Where? Like I don't know. I just feel like she kind of had a Jamie Lee Curtis. She had vibe. the same tone throughout the whole movie. Yeah. It never changed. I don't think she had Jamie no, Lee Curtis at any no, point. It wasn't going well. I'm not saying that. I'm yeah. just saying maybe she was kind of channeling. I don't that even a know if she bit. was channeling. She's probably channeling species, but more human. <laughs> oh shit! I was I was an alien and was robotic. In that so now world. I'm gonna be a little more human. Sure, that's it. That's sure. a, that was a character trick. I don't think anyone acted good in this movie. No, there's like, definitely like even I ice, mean no. Again, I kind of do agree with Chris, but yes, Ice Cube. Like on. I even said like as I'm watching the movie and, and like this, I, like I like Ice Cube, but I mean as I was watching this movie, I said, man, you couldn't no. get in a little better shape for this film. It was a bad performance, in my opinion. It was, <laughs> but he was also like not in shape for this movie. No, well, it was the shape I, that he was oh. supposed to be in. What does that mean? I feel like he's been in better shape for other movies. Like, Physical shape. You're, yes, you're supposed to be an action star. He's got like a beer gut, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got like you know what I mean. Like Desolation Williams. That didn't. That didn't, that, that didn't Williams, catch. That, I didn't pick that up at all. Desolation man. Williams has dad bod. I feel like, like I didn't pick that up. I at didn't. All. Really, I did. I, I did. Honestly, I really didn't have a problem with it because in real life, like people like. Despite yeah, what they like, you don't yeah. have to be like ripped to be like a killer. If I've learned anything from action movies, yes, you do. No. Yeah, but like that's, <laughs> I, that's, <laughs> that's action movies really of ripped. like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, man. They, that's they weren't that ripped. They were just kind of like every man in shape, you know. I don't know. It's, it, like again, it's just it, it's something that sticks out to me. Without I, uh, it's I know, just, you, you really you really you really focus in on the male bods in action movies. I get it. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of that. I I grew up I grew up with Arnold. I need some muscle. You know what I mean? I grew up with Arnold. That's I need saying. a beefcake with my action and Stallone. Like, those had, are my he just heroes. had too much snarl for me. Like I know that's Ice Cube's thing is to kind of have a snarly like like delivery to his lines and and I just think he played it up a little. I don't too know, much. man. I just kind of feel like with Ice Cube, man, if you're hiring Ice Cube, you know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah, you do. You know, you do. I don't think John Carpenter knew what he was getting. You don't think Ice Cube would want some feedback? I don't think John Carpenter wanted Ice Cube. I don't think John Carpenter wanted Ice Cube either. I think he wanted Jason Statham. I think that was the right choice. Dude, too. I don't know. I, I mean, don't know who, if that was. I don't know. I don't who think knows? I like Jason Statham really in this movie. No, but if he was Desolation Williams, I think he would have played that so much better. Yeah, he Maybe. totally would have played Maybe. that so much better. Maybe. Get out of here! I don't think he was that strong in the in the even this role that he was given. He was given Jericho. I don't think it was. I thought he was solid in it. He was good for what he had to do. All right, I want to talk about uh, one last thing, and that's the end of this film and Let's the and the balls that this film has for the end of it. Uh, two things is first they 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 all make it out of there, then they decide they have to go back and set off a nuclear bomb that's supposed to be uh, like a mile wide, yet this thing goes off. And like half like the planet. <laughs> Yeah. Looks like it fucking blew off a quarter of the planet. Uh, uh, it's insane. Um, that irritated me so much. It did. Wait, stop. We have to go back. And it's like, why? <laughs> no, we're just going to keep going. Then we'll just leave. And then everybody everybody gets off and like dies, though, in this 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 way of glory, though. I love that. I love that they just, like for some reason, just, just all jump off. The, oh, but they all are just like, we should just jump off this fucking armored train <laughs> <laughs> out in the open. That's a great idea. You have to be brave. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
It's like, what the fuck? That was what yeah. a weird choice. Fuck the it, ending. Dumb choice. But I, I gotta say, it does have the coolest, my favorite parts of this movie, and that's when, like, okay, the coolest weapon that these Martians have are just saw blades. Oh yeah, and they they hurl these fucking saw blades. Oh, yeah. They're like so fast, precision, like mm-hmm. death frisbees from fucking uh, hard, hard, ticket. hard ticket to Hawaii, yeah. which will be coming to film bar soon uh, with us. Uh, <laughs> but it's cool. Uh, uh, that's uh, wow. God, what's her name in the movie? The fate fucking, of all. Yeah, she gets decapitated right there. Correct. That's like my favorite part so, of this whole movie. That's weird because actually, I want to talk about the saw blades because you reminded me of something. There are scenes where the saw blades like cut people's heads off and their arms off, and it looks super cheesy, right? Mm, yes. Definitely. And then there's some times where like the saw blades just kind of like bounce off heads and stuff yeah. like that, and I'm like, that's some realistic yeah. fucking yeah. shit. Yeah. There's the- like a few kills where it just like it looks like they literally threw a saw blade at somebody, yeah, and they got hit with it. It it's how you know a saw blade probably does hit somebody, right? Like it probably cuts through and bounces off somewhere. Ugh, just the it never of decapitates. It. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't know, man. Like there was a few shots where I was like, oof. That I was, was definitely done well. down with that as a weapon. I, I was down that was with a solid yeah. weapon. And it's my favorite weapon in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that I like that these 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 aliens really do. <laughs> I, and I'm over here wondering, I'm like, you know, like the, these guys are mining for rocks, you know, what do they need so many saw blades for in their operation? <laughs> right, they're, not, like, they're not cutting lumber. Yeah, yeah that is weird, isn't they're it? Fucking, they're mining fucking rock. I don't know. Well, now, great. Thanks for, for ruining it more. Not one, per- <laughs> not one person dies by jackhammer in this film. It's the <laughs> one thing that they would probably have. <laughs> okay, so then we're also, the other ballsy thing that this movie does at the end is they, uh, they, they, <laughs> The cloud comes into this new city where she's telling the story after she's done telling the story. Mm-hmm. And she wakes up to alarms going off and all hell is apparently breaking loose. And who busts into her room? De- Ice Cube. Desolation. Yep. And what are they going to do? Go kick some ass. Because it's what they do best. Chrome and it's machine like, guns. I know. With chrome machine guns. Like, yes. Where do you get chrome machine it's guns? So, it makes no sense. First of all, you're, uh, are you talking about the balls of the fact that he like was just like, there's going to be a fucking sequel, sequel to this yes! movie? <laughs> yes! That's exactly how I thought. I'm like, you honestly believe that you're gonna you're going forward with a with a two on this? Yeah, it goes to Mars maybe two? that's just the smart businessman in him. He's like always go for the sequel, ne- never give up on the sequel. John Carpenter, there was no sequel thing. Okay, <laughs> always that go movie ends for the dead more than any other movie. I feel ends like dead. never close that he, door. He's made one sequel and it was a remake. Yeah. Well, he was trying, you know, maybe it's a we- it's a weird scene, man. It is. It gets real cheesy, real well, fast. Weird- and she says what no. they do best and they don't do it best. Here's- Everybody dies. No, Here's right. the weirdest They're really part terrible about it. At killing. The weirdest part about it was it felt like a way to shoehorn in Natasha Henstrich in her underwear because like the whole movie had like no sex, like zero sexiness. And then like that one scene she climbs out and it's like she's in her underwear. I feel like it was almost a little gratuitous. Chris, I'm not gonna I'm not- I disagree. You do? I don't think this, this was the reason for this scene. Yeah. I, I don't think like, so either. I feel like maybe it was a conscious choice. Like we need to add to put a scene where chrome machine guns are involved. No, I yeah. think <laughs> I think right after I it. think they went desolation. I think they went. The studio said, "You got Ice Cube, Desolation Williams. If we can we can make franchise. A thing. This is a franchise." Well, they just saw like they saw Pitch Black and they're like, mm. <laughs> "Hey, it's working out for." But Everybody there was is no ending to Pitch Black. And yeah. you, I definitely, when they made Chronicles of Riddick, I definitely, that was a film where I was like, they're making a sequel to Pitch Black? I mean, it just fucking ends how it should end. Yeah. The aliens are on the fucking thing. Well, that's we why just, it's a prequel, right? <laughs> Aren't all of them prequels? It's not the point, Kyle. <laughs> it's 
not the point, Kyle. Also, was at the end of this movie, did anybody else go like, yeah, dude, I wonder what happens after this? No, no, I didn't. no. I, 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 was, I, I was wondering what I'm going to eat for dinner after I was done Although watching. Although I am oddly curious, how do the aliens get... They they turned back They're into just smoke. clouds. No, the nuclear bomb vaporized them, and then they became a cloud again, and that cloud moved to the it's next a bigger city. cloud. Did so they address even, that in the not film? Even a nu- what do you mean, did they address that? They blew up the nuclear reactor that killed all the bodies, but the scientist even says, I have no idea if this is going to actually kill the dust. Mm-hmm. The oh, microbiology. So they're still on Mars. <laughs> I keep thinking they're flying off of Mars. No, no one where, leaves where Mars. Is he? Why is he off of Mars? I this keep thinking they're going to go back to Mars. Earth. Why no. would you be on Mars? Go back to Earth. Because there's immediately. Space. There's, there's great mining opportunities, <laughs> right. obviously. Never mind. Apparently, Earth never comes into play in this film. No, not once. Not <laughs> once has Earth even mentioned in this it's film. The first place I'm going, I'm like, get on a plane to fucking Earth. I'm like, dude, where is there he getting definitely there a plane? none of these fucking creatures on Earth. I'm like, where is he getting this whole Earth? Thing. <laughs> it's definitely never. We never Anyways, go there. I wish it had. <laughs> they don't even look at Earth. Earth was more interesting than Mars. It's a very rare time I'm ever going to say that. <laughs> Super interesting. I would have been like, when does this go to Earth? Because that's kind of where I wanted to go. You just wanted like Doom Two. Yeah, it basically <laughs> I don't care. Hell yeah. on Earth. Bring hell to Earth. I don't care. <laughs> the virus just keeps spreading though. Basically, and it goes uh, yeah. to the next town. Yeah, and that's that's the movie that and they're going to do it, what, it, what it, they it, do best. It, 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 what ends, they do it best. ends on the lamest note possible. When she gets her ass kicked, that whole end fight scene is like Ice Cube kicking ass also, and her just getting thrown around in a train. Can I talk about one other thing? This is the thing that actually disappointed me in the film. So we've talked about like this is supposed to be a matriarchal society and stuff like that. Natasha Hendricks is the main character, not the fucking, not Desolation, right? How come Desolation gets the fucking final bad boy kill? The big bad kill goes to him. It doesn't go to the... Yeah, she's a good point. Yeah, because he's because he's franchise. Desolation. He's the franchise. Can I say they? That's exactly what I thought. I yeah. thought there was a definite power shift right there. Where I was like, "Oh, so we're not gonna we're not gonna make Natasha the, the girl's not the hero." Well, he Natasha doesn't make the, it in two, and they there's a new desolation girl, and that's the new thing. It's yeah, like desolation, desolation girls. girls. Yeah, desolation girls. <laughs> oh, I like. We should make sequels. That's cool. Also, well, like a Netflix series. <laughs> it's the worst James Bond idea since Triple X. Every episode's a new des- Desolation Girl. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Anyway, I, I thought that was a like a weird. You gotta look thing. at big dollars. I'm looking at big dollars here. You this are. is a franchise. It, it's exactly how I thought. You're just giving they had it away. <laughs> Come on, this is Ice Cube we're talking about. Yeah. This is huge. Uh, 2001. I'm. Putting everything on fucking ghosts. What's the name like that's Desolation? That's so sad if that actually happened that way. It's like we got Natasha Hendricks. Like, oh my god, that's great. That girl from Species. Man, yes, we got her, <laughs> dude. Now we got Ice Cube. Oh man, I'm gonna have to rewrite this whole script. <laughs> it's terrible. I have to rewrite this whole script because we got fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought she should have well, had some that. studio. I feel like the studio execs were just dicks all over on this. this. Yeah, yeah. I, all I over have this. to imagine because there's just again, there's too much of that. Going on in this film, where I felt like this feels like an executive decision, this right? The feel whole like sequel ending feels like it, the whole sequel ending feels like a, a total like yep. studio decision. Hey, you know what? It bums me out that we didn't talk about yet. 
No. Hey, go we're ahead. Seven hours into this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The music. Oh, <laughs> I'm not the bummed. worst thing in the movie? I'm not bummed because about it. Because John Carpenter did the music for this, right? Which is something he's usually mm, praised for. No, he really didn't. He did quite a bit. I did mm, notice a lot no. of his stuff in here. This entire soundtrack is by the band Anthrax with yeah. help from Steve Vai and Buckethead. Really? I, yep. I, Why did yeah. he get the music credit at the beginning? Uh, he, he did the he opening He arranged... Scene. Uh, he arranged the music, the but it was all it. performed and basically rearranged. Well, wait, wait, wait. The, o- the opening credit scene has to be John Carpenter. Yeah. No, that's Anthrax and Buckethead. Well, there's tons Steve of John Carpenter shit But there's no, there's no guitars or anything. It's just like yeah, a is. typical, like, dun-dun. That's guitar. There's guitar in that. Here's my complaint. I watched a video of them recording the goddamn song. Here's my complaint. I don't know. The music in this movie... Okay. And it gives away everything. It's the fucking most ridiculous thing. Any anytime there's something bad's gonna happen, metal music just instantly kicks Start in. Start shredding. That's the best thing you could do in a horror movie. I've seen a lot of horror movies, and cueing metal music <laughs> when I'm supposed to be suspenseful and terrified works every it's like, time. They do it like super <laughs> early though. You're like, all right, I already know something's gonna come happen because they just started the metal music. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's su- sure as shit, there it is, some sort of action also, scene. Like, I do think it's a little endearing. And also, <laughs> no, it's just Hold awful. on, though. Endearing if this was like 1993. <laughs> That's the weird thing. This is 2001. Heavy metal, this is not right. the peak for heavy metal. No, not at all. This is this isn't Metallica's best years. I don't know. There was some pretty metal shit going no, on I'm in not saying that there early is- 2000s. Like Come with on. with film and stuff, there was no. definitely on a B level. There was. Hey, metal was still doing fine. It wasn't popular, but metal was still doing. No, cool I know. Shit in the but 2000s. what I'm saying is, like, it's an odd. No, it doesn't. I don't think it's odd for John Carpenter because he's always had that chunky kind of rock vibe to his. That's not what I mean. His music. If you're talking about like a, it a, makes total a nostalgic sense. feeling. Like I look at the year and immediately I go, I mean, yeah, nostalgia for like 1993. Like this is still a 2001 film. Like, they decided to go with this big heavy metal thing. Like, this couldn't have been super popular idea at the time. I'm sorry. Okay. No, you don't think so? I, I think don't it would, think so. I think it would have been just... I mean, I been, could be totally wrong. I think it would have been way better just with a normal fucking score. It would have been better with a normal John Carpenter. Yeah. But he's, he even said mm. he even said in, uh, in one of the videos, he was like, I can get someone else to do the music. I don't need to do it anymore. God damn, this is the Hollywood peak John Carpenter just, right here. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't care. He's like that. He's like the exact uh, fucking. Hey, we got Anthrax. That they're cool, right? Yeah. Sure. There was a. There's. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. There's a. There's a clip. There's a clip of Steve Vai going fucking nuts on the guitar, like with uh-huh. stuff for like the intro or, and stuff where he's just doing this crazy shit. And John Carpenter's just staring at him and it just looks like an old man confused. He's just <laughs> nodding his head. And then he's just like, that was that was super. <laughs> that was super. I'm well, just like, from oh. musician to musician, Ugh. you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's rate this fucking movie. I'm done talking let's about it. Let's rate this man. This is not really anybody's pick. What are we going to review? How up? many uh, non-pronounceable last names Natasha Henstridges are we going <laughs> to uh, give this? Uh, Kyle, saw we're, we're going to do saw blades, Kyle. Oh, th- thanks for letting me know, Cody. Hey. Everyone. I'll go first. I bet you will. Man, again, this movie lives in my head as a bigger legend than it actually is. There's a reason you forget this movie. Um, It's really forgettable. Uh, uh, This is probably, I mean, I think this is more, this is more forgettable than at least, at least this escape from LA is like bad fun. Like this is just bad. Like this is just really bad. 
I, I do think this is his worst film. I got to give this one a one. One saw blade. Ooh, shit. I dude, come on. When you're talking about his, 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 his lineage of work, like this is, this is the low point. It is. I yep. think my personal opinion, that's my personal opinion. So I'm going to go with a one on this one. Cool. Wow. <laughs> I to put your it. foot down. <laughs> Yeah, you really own that one. I love it. Yeah, that's good shit right there. Probably the lowest in a while. I would say it is. Hey, you know, sometimes (laughs) you gotta fucking shock the people. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, shock jock. What about Chris? Let's go with Chris. (laughs) I don't know if I ever confirmed this in the beginning, but shock the people, Chris. This was my first time seeing this movie. Like I had never seen this movie before. Oh yeah. So you did neglect to tell us that winner. I don't know somehow that that piece of information got dropped. Uh, but it was my first time, and I was excited because uh, I assume most of you, or you guys had seen it already, and you always talk shit on it and you know joke about it and stuff like that. And it's been such a running gag that I was like excited because I thought I was going to get a so bad it's good, and there was going to be a lot of moments that are were super fun, but like just yeah, bad dialogue maybe okay, we can live with that. Um, but I think like I got too much bad, and uh, every performance in this movie aside from. Um, the lady I mentioned earlier, Forsyth, <laughs> Rosemary Forsyth. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Rosemary Forsyth. I, I really liked her performance, but everybody else was so fucking shaky. It felt like they had no direction. They were just told to do whatever you want to do. The set was cheesy to me. It looked like Indiana Jones like ride at Disneyland, you know, kind of like doctored up a little bit. Um, the, the, the design of the <laughs> creatures, like it's called ghosts of Mars and that's misleading. Um, because like, I feel like I, I get it. It's a ghost that goes in and possesses these bodies and then they become rabid zombie type demon Viking creatures. And I don't know, that just didn't work for me. That was fucking didn't work when you said it either, man. <laughs> that's what it made me think of. And so I was disappointed with that. I I was definitely like the 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 main uh the main demon creature ghost. Uh, his whole character and persona and sound was just cheese ball, like a hundred percent. The action. There were some cool fight scenes. I'll say that there was a couple. There was a couple fight scenes that I liked, um, but overall. <laughs> Like overall, just boring, like redundant. I feel like it was like they were in the same place for a really long time. It was kind of got boring. I don't know why Five. you are laughing. Five. <laughs> waiting for it. <laughs> why are you on that this on the edge of bad, your seat? Right? Yeah, a little are you bit. That on the edge of your seat <laughs> right now. Bit. Yes. <laughs> you literally just like recap the show. <laughs> Plus, you said there this was is, cool fight this is scenes. The plot that we yeah. missed. You also did say there was cool, there was cool fight scenes. Which there is not a single one. No, I thought I, there. I thought there were a couple that I liked. Like, oh, they're the worst. No, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. It wasn't a fight scene, but when Natasha Henstridge like uh, almost breaks that dude's arm, I thought that was really well done and choreographed. Like it felt like legit to me. Like they practiced that shit. Like that was the oh, one. Yeah, yeah, that was dude. one example. <laughs> Whatever he picks is gonna be too high for me right now. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you pick, just for go. having for having like special effects gurus on set. <laughs> I I thought there were some cool like there were some cool effects, but overall I was like, yeah, you keep doing the same thing, like the throat cut, like it's just like a th- over, you know, like felt redundant in a lot of areas. Um, man, how what else can I say? The, I don't know the <laughs> soundtrack. Maybe what your number rating is. <laughs> soundtrack guys, not memorable at all. Uh, 
uh, goes to Mars first time experience. I'm going with a one as well. I did not Thank have a good God. time with this movie. Oh, I, I probably will never watch it again. And it definitely is at the low point for uh, John Carpenter. And you can tell he was definitely checked out. Ooh, that was a thrill ride. That was that was more thrilling than this movie. I don't know. I well, the the previous episode I feel was more of a roller coaster. <laughs> that, yeah, that was fun too. Uh, Let's go with Mike. Uh, I'm also gonna give this a one. <laughs> Just gonna jump yes. the shark on this one. Uh, no what man. What else is there to say after Chris's? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very explicit. Uh, I I will say one thing. Um. It, I don't think that this film is not so bad it's good because it's too bad. I actually think it's the opposite way. I think actually so bad they're good films are literally so bad that you, you question how anyone yeah. could have thought of this. Sure. And then you say, well, this is absurd. Now it adds to like the actual charm of it. Hmm. This one, I feel like it's it's almost like not bad enough. Like it hit just the right level of bad. Where I was just like, oh man, this is just like, this just feels depressing. <laughs> like this isn't really like, oh, there's so, the only thing that m- I I got, I got a glimpse of like how the fuck could any of anybody pass this was the voice of the main guy, just how absolutely like, how unterrifying oh. that guy's voice is. Like he just wasn't scary. That's the only thing that made me really laugh. Everything else was just like, yeah, it just sounds like you got like some college student to write the script. And you got like some like it just doesn't look like anybody really tried very hard on this. <laughs> it's just bad enough to be bad. <laughs> so I can't give it anything higher than a one. I don't even know why I'm not even giving it a half, quite honestly. No, I mean there's you know, a couple there was a couple of focus shots. <laughs> it is a film. I think maybe it's the history maybe as moving pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. John Scarpa. People John, showed up. Like, yeah. I think John Carpenter's name on it kind of warrants one star. <laughs> Let's have a star for that. Yeah. It is a Carpenter film. I can look back on it fondly for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> fondly. Nice. <laughs> Kyle, coming in at a five? Coming in at a five? A high five. High five? Uh, get, Breaking get, the yeah. trend. And give this movie a high five. Um, like, listen, yeah. Longtime listeners, and you guys know, I am a diehard John Carpenter fan. And the reason I am a diehard John Carpenter fan is because as a filmmaker in his entire career, he has given us incredibly iconic characters with like Michael Myers and Snake Plissken and Jack Burton. He's taken us to these amazing places in The Thing and, you know, making a small town seem terrifying in the fog. Um he did none of that in this film. I was going to say, you didn't name Desolation Williams when you were naming off characters. There's a reason for that. <laughs> like, I feel like this movie is an exercise in a man who is tired. And that's how it feels. A man who... And he's even said it. He's got a record. He fucking hates the Hollywood system. And I feel like at this point in his career, he's finally fucking just done. Like, he said, yes, I'll do it. And then, like, the excitement of making another picture wore out by week two and then like there was a whole month left of shooting and then editing and post like this movie is weak on the storytelling the editing i feel like might be the thing i hate the most in this movie (laughs) yeah um it's just terrible the and even like you know stuff i'm looking for when i watch a john carpenter movie um shots camera shots all right director photography those kind of looks those feels those angles not even present in this movie. Mm-mm. This is fucking vanished. It this is this literally is like uh it feels like somebody shot a movie and John Carpenter just slapped his name on it and got a check. He's like, cool. 
Thanks for the money. You can use my name. You can bastardize, bastardize too, like, it all do, you want. Does this like attitude like creep into things? Because like, I couldn't imagine that if he couldn't be bothered with the film, he like could be bothered to be in the editing room. That's like, does thing, it that's leak on to like this other? Well, like, that's the thing. I think it's. I guess I don't either. I think it's a post. <laughs> I, I think it's a what? What I I I equate to it's a it's a it's a subconscious uh-huh. um, that he doesn't want to do it anymore. And I think that's why he said he said in an interview he didn't realize how fucking checked out he was until he saw himself. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, behind the camera, not giving a shit, and realizing, oh, I really did not give a shit. Yeah. Um, this movie's getting a one from me as well. Um, you know, stacked up with all John Carpenter's films, this one is at the bottom. Um, I mean. Check it out if you want to watch his entire catalog, but watch it last, I guess. Or maybe watch yeah. it first. That way, it's like a, a it's like a palate cleanser. Maybe is that right? I don't is know. You called just a palate. Get it out of the way. You're really setting the bar low, then Let's, going into his other yeah. films, so it'll be really good. You eat sorbet. You don't eat exactly. dog shit going into the next <laughs> course. Yeah. So one for me. Um, you know, as like a diehard John Carpenter fan, it's sad for me to give uh, any of his movies under a four, but. This one is a one. It is a one for sure. <laughs> All right, guys, that is our show for this week. But before we go, we do have a review to read. Shout out! 200th episode shout out! All right, yes, we do have a review. 200th episode review comes to us from Guy 86 <laughs> Love it. And title of his review says, keep them coming. Yes. That's a five-star review. And he says, I've been listening to you guys for a little over a year now, and I'm just about out of episodes to listen to. Oh, what? Hey, guy, we're at 200. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of driving for work, and this podcast helps keep helps me keep my sanity. That's Love awesome. the show. Keep up the great work. And please review The Boxer's Omen at some point. Insane movie. I have actually thought about doing this one. You called it out, actually. It was on the trailers for... Uh, uh, that other kung oh, fu. Oh, that's movie. what that is. Okay, yeah, I it's was like, like that supernatural, mi- mythical fucking kung fu shit. I didn't know I knew what it was until right now. Yeah. So thank you very much, Guitarded guy. Guitarded, great name, great review. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it, guys. If you want a shout out at the end of the show, all you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes. Who knows? You could be on our two hundredth and one episode. <laughs> <laughs> very special episode. Very special. The two hundred and first one. More important than 200. Oh, way more. By one. It's the first step. It's the first step. It means we came back. Yeah. Yeah. So think about that when you're writing out your review. You know, it's easy to round off at an even 200, but we're doing it for you guys. (laughs) If we ever round off, it's going to be in a nice, odd number that no one thinks about. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) Four, (laughs) eleven. All right, guys, make sure you follow us on social media. At Colt Film in Review on Instagram, at Colt Film underscore Review on Twitter, and then check us out on Facebook. You can follow Kyle at. You can follow me on Instagram at Colt Film underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at. Colt Film underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at Mike Salusio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram, Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, Make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you on the 201 episode. <laughs>